What's up, fam? It's D. Hey, you know what? Real quick, I'm about to release this podcast episode. However, in the middle of making it, some things had happened. Um, my wife and my kids kind of like came in in the middle of it. Yes, I am a regular dude as well. So you might hear some goofiness in the background. However, if you can get past that, may the content serve you for the rest of your life. And I hope you absolutely enjoy it. So you know what? Let's just get right into it. Hey, it's D and welcome to the Life Over Type 2 podcast. Look, thank you. By the way, I absolutely love you. And you know what? It's crazy because um, I had spent some time away from the podcast, got sick. Long story short, got sick and, I, and then I came back just to see like how much my, my numbers had grown as I was sick. And I'm like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't humbly thank you enough. So um, today is going to be pretty awesome. And the fact that we're going to be covering the five secrets to an easy A1C during COVID-19. Yes, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm speaking from the heart. And I'm just going to literally just yank the covers off and tell you all kinds of stuff that folks will probably never tell you. Not because I'm some cool wannabe diet guru guy. No, because I'm just a regular guy on the front lines dealing and struggling with this stuff every single day. Probably unlike everyone else telling you what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, anyway, not that they mean anything bad. You know what I mean? Um, my heart is with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of us, I think all of us, the vast majority of us, I should say, um, you know, mean well when we share a lot of this stuff, uh, but it's hard. You know what I mean? Like if no one's ever been in your shoes. So anyways, let me preface all of this stuff by saying, look, I am not a doctor. Um, I do not practice medicine. I don't practice guitar. I don't even practice Spanish. All right. Um, look, I'm just a regular guy. And at the end of the day, I'm literally on a mission to help save as many lives and help save as many families that deal and struggle with the same metabolic condition that I have. So look, any and all changes must come from your doctor's care, okay? Any changes must come from your doctor's care. I'm literally just, you know, sharing what's working for me, what's working for others, and the fact that I sincerely believe with all my heart that the faster that we lift one another one another up and help each other out, the faster we're saving lives. The faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families, and the faster we're saving families, the faster we change the world together. So I absolutely hope more than anything that, you know, this inspires you, and even if... You literally just look at my mistakes as something to say, hey, look, I don't want to do that or maybe even laugh at some of the goofy things I've tried just to come back around. Thank you. Okay, either way, thank you. My heart's with you and you got this. So anyway, into thing number one, let me preface that whole thing by saying, look, um, let me be real with you. If, if you if you don't know already. Um, so basically, as this whole COVID-19 thing, had, you know, kind of like unfolded for all of us, right, kind of like came out of nowhere. Um, you know, long story short, um, I slipped, you know, I slipped and then inside of slipping, I got sick and then I slipped some more, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, well I might as well just have some, you know, chicken noodle soup, chicken noodle soup led to fried chicken and ice cream somehow. How? I don't know how, but it did, you know what I mean? And muffins and whatever else I can get my hands on. Um, you know, in the very beginning, a lot of which completely drug free by the way, which I was like, ah, no. And then. I ran into an old bottle of metformin. I don't know how long this stuff lasts or whatever, but I'm like, oh man, I got to do something. You know what I mean? Uh, because I was eating goofy to the point where I literally put on um, about 20 pounds and I'm in the middle of losing it. So if you haven't already, you know, check out some of the, uh, you know, the um, stuff on Instagram, some of the stuff there on Facebook, um, you know, facebook.com backslash life over type two, where I share some of the workouts there. Um, you'll definitely see a bunch of my meals there on Instagram as I'm doing it. I do a lot of what I'm calling bridging the gap. I'm going to cover that here in a second and how we can go from, you know, literally just tackling and conquering cravings to easily eating foods that we already love 
you know, that easily control, uh, work well with our blood sugar on, you know, during this whole COVID-19 while we're stuck inside. Okay. That is the big thing. Cause I'll also tell you right now, to, if I could be real, real, real with you, um, I went through some bouts of binging, like that came out of nowhere, that like literally came up out of the dark. Like, I don't know where it came from. However, uh, you know, that juju aside, I'm going to show you how I actually like, you know, um, crushed it, um, you know, because that, uh, you know, more than anything I, is what I hope serves you well. Okay. So let me tell you some stuff that, um, and by the way, I'm not giving dietary advice. Okay. Again, I'm not practicing medicine. I don't practice guitar. I don't practice Spanish. Um, I'm just a regular guy. Okay. Uh, more than anything, I'm really just yanking the sheets back on what's worked for me and then hope that it inspires you one way or another. All right. So the first thing's going to be pretty controversial. However, it's going to make all the sense in the world once you hear how it works. Okay. And that is to stuff your face with foods. Okay. Stuff your face with foods that you already love that work well with your blood sugar. And here's what I mean by that. Okay. This all kind of dawned on me at one time in my life where I was, um, hundred percent keto. Um, you know, I'm still huge supporter of the keto world, low carb world, paleo world, and even the vegan world, even though I don't live there. You know what I mean? I don't really live in any of those anymore. Um, and the fact that if I could be real honest, my journey in through this whole thing is whether I did a diet for, you know, three months, three weeks, or even three years, I literally just got to a point where it's kind of like, okay, you know, there's so much to learn and there's so much to respect and there's so much to grow from. At the end of the day, I just wanted to be myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I got to a point where I kind of realized, hey, look, my, my body's going to change over time. You know what I mean? Um, and I think all of ours do, right? And so, um, you know, why would I put myself in a box like knowing that my body's going to change? You know what I mean? Like, for example, um, I used to be able to drink like a fish in my college years. Um, I don't drink anymore. And, you know, every, the closest I'll ever get is sometimes I'll buy my mother-in-law like a bottle of wine. And if I smell the cork, like I'm like two sheets of the wind. Okay? Like, yeah, you know, from being able to drink like a crazy man to... You know, I'm probably the cheapest date you'll ever run into. You know what I mean? My body just doesn't react to things like it used to. Um, anyways, knowing that that stuff is going to happen over and over time, like I just didn't want to set myself up for failure. And if I can be really, really honest, um, you know, whether it was, um, you know, listening to, um, you know, classic rock or like, you know, 90s hip hop or whatever, you know, I think that if you were to tell me, hey, D, you now got to listen to this to like, you know, Every single minute, every single hour, every single day for the rest of your life, you know, whether it was that or saying that if I did a new eating style, you know, saying that I was going to eat one way, one thing, one style, every single meal, every single day for the rest of my life, it probably wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Um, I'm probably not going to put my bo- myself in that box and stay there if I could be really honest. And so um, inside of, if you haven't already checked it out, feel free to check it out. I give, um, you know, so much of the content away for free in the 21 day Blood sugar challenge, lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Um, I literally just yanked a lot of covers off of all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, I do, I'll tell you right now, I do have like a $37 product in there. Um, you don't have to buy it, you know. Um, if I could be real with you, I literally just put that in there to help me like pay for like, you know, like the web space and the hosting and things, you know, things for needed for the podcast and stuff like that. Anyways, enough of that, okay? So stuff, stuffing my face with foods that I already love that work well with my blood sugar. This didn't dawn on me. Until um, until like a, a few years back when I was doing um, keto, okay? And a lot of this really kind of stems from the fact that, man, from the kid, from the time that I was a kid, okay, like nine years old, I was the token fat kid, okay? Pun of the fat jokes. And it doesn't have to necessarily be this extreme. However, I think if you can understand these extremes, it'll probably be 10 times easier for you moving forward, okay? Because I was literally, I, I was always 
the fat guy and everything. And in a lot of different ways, I still view myself, you know, that way, even though I'm not morbidly obese as of, you know, a couple of years ago. Okay. And now 100% drug free, um, you know, off my off uh, meds when I was, you know, I think shooting up twice a day, taking about a half dozen pills and even told that I was about 12 months away from starting dialysis. When my, you know, my, my provider at the time, not knowing that I was one of a couple of grandkids that took my grandfather to dialysis. So I knew what that looked like, you know, and I didn't want that end result for my wife and kids. Anyway, I would have these really weird, I had this really irrational, deep seated, irrational and emotional connection with food. And regardless of whatever diet I did, um, so like my, in, um, in my journey, paleo actually helped me lose the most amount of weight. And then keto actually kind of helped me go drug free, uh, you know, for a while and actually gave me a lot of like nerd science and stuff to jump into and like a lot of really cool people to learn from and, and stuff like that. And um, it didn't really dawn on me until one day I was so into keto that I, uh, I went to buy a ketone monitor. I bought the Precision Extra from Abbott Labs and I was on Amazon and I went to buy like the crazy, you know, 9 million strips pack. I think it was maybe like 200, 250 strips or maybe even more. Um, and you know how like the ketone strips are more expensive than the blood strips, right? I was looking in the bulk packages and I just went for the lower one because, you know, there's all these different people competing for your business or whatever. And so I bought the lower one, not realizing that it was the blood strips. And then I was too lazy to return them. I'm like, why am I going to package this and send it back and, you know, wait for all that? I'm like, ah, whatever, you know? And so I figured I just, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, if I was going to wait for my blood doctor or my doctor to draw my blood numbers, I mean, I might as well like look at them now, you know, like I might as well get used to using these things anyway, basically. Right. So I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. So long story short, I made some of these, um, these Brussels sprout, keto style Brussels sprouts. And at the time I only had like eight grams left of, you know, carbohydrate for the day. Okay. And long story short, I made this huge baking sheet of Brussels sprouts. I think it was like garlic, covering garlic butter, Parmesan cheese, and bacon, right? Like, yum, you know what I mean? Anyways, what do you think I did when I pulled those things fresh out of the oven and the garlic butter, cheese, and bacon smell hit me in the face, okay? Yeah, I stuffed my face, okay? Like, I totally stuffed my face. Like, dude, eight grams, my cheeks, okay? Like, I, I ate, I enjoyed myself, all right? Hey, I'm human, you right? Anyway, I did that, and then I was like, oh man, like probably, obviously, you know, miles from ketosis probably or whatever. And I whip out the blood monitor. I'm like, all right, let's see what this thing's at. I mean, I might as well look at it. I was in one of those things where you like, you know how like, you get like self-loathing mode, you just beat yourself up or whatever. So I'm already getting ready to beat myself up. And I look at my blood sugar numbers. I pull them and it's like completely normal. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? And at the time I'm like, my postprandial number, like, look. Uh, I was using like all these like nerd words or whatever, like postprandial is just fancy nerd words for saying like after a meal, right? So, you know, you check your numbers after a meal, you know, hour after, two hours after, um, completely non-diabetic post-meal numbers. And I was like, what? You know what I mean? I was like, are you for real? Like, what are you crazy? I'm like, dude, this is awesome, right? And, you know, huge kudos to, you know, the keto world. Obviously, there's a lot of different ways that I learned through paleo and keto and through exercise, you know, to improve, um, um, insulin resistance. If you haven't seen the YouTube video on how I did all that, starting with walking, um, yeah, check it out. You know what I mean? Um, I even show you how I was bur- able to burn from baseline to baseline, or at least what I call baseline to baseline, even when I was morbidly obese, high blood sugar, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, all that other good stuff. Um, how I was bur- able to burn like, you know, over a thousand calories with very minimal work. Okay. Um, and not even working out straight. Okay. We're talking like 
exercising 20 seconds at a time, 10 second breaks, um, you know, every 20 seconds. And I'm not even like pushing myself, um, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy hard. I'm just baby stepping it all the way through. Anyway, um, yeah, check it out if you'd like. Um, anyway, so um, did that and, um, you know, realized like, hey, like it doesn't take a genius to figure out that obviously there's a night and day difference between like obviously like, you know, bowl of sugar and bowl of Brussels sprouts. And the more that I started to play with that, I grew and I grew. Okay. And yes. So, um, and it actually happened another time where my dad actually brought over a brisket, a whole big old thing of brisket. And, um, you know, long story short, he didn't have any sides. I didn't have any sides. And I'm like, man, and the brisket, the smell of brisket overtook the entire house. And again, I totally stuffed my face until I was completely blue in the face until I was going to be sick. Okay. As gross as that sounds, I'm just being real with you. And, um, yeah, did the same thing, whipped out the old blood monitor and was like, dude, what? My blood sugar is totally normal. Um, if you actually want to see this, I actually share with you, um, on a YouTube video, how I actually went to Korean barbecue, show you all the different foods I'm eating, stuffed my face over and over and over completely, you know, non-diabetic food numbers, uh, blood numbers. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, start with foods that you already love that work well with your blood sugar. A lot of times there's going to be, you know, proteins, um, you know, um, just eat stuff that you totally love. Now, here's the deal. During this whole COVID-19 thing, out of nowhere, I started binging. I got all these crazy, deep, like primal urges to just eat crap. Like I haven't eaten crap before. And before I say another word, huge shout out, by the way, and a thank you, huge thank you to Dr. Ted Naiman. Um, Dr. Ted Naiman um, is the author of The P.E. Diet, um, he was doing, if I actually want to check this out, some resources here, if you want to check it out, um, he did a podcast with um, Dr. Paul Saladino, okay, the carnivore MD, right? And um, Dr. Naiman, you know, is work practicing doctor, and he's had, he's had like, you know, hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of patients through his practice over the years, and he said something that took so much weight off my shoulders and I hope it does to you too. And the fact that he said, you know what? Because I actually uh, came across Naaman's work initially when I was doing keto and he was doing keto at the time. And um, he said, you know, there's only so many times that you can have people in your practice that do everything from lose all this weight and then all of a sudden they get down to like their last, you know, whether it's 20, 15, or I think maybe he said like 50 or 20 pounds. And it doesn't work and then it backfires and they, they slingshot back the other way or um, you, you, there's only so many things that you – so many people that you see go down that path where it worked in the beginning, didn't work in the end. And there's only so many people that you can see that go through this that end up having these deep, like dark and primal desires for carbohydrates in, way that they've, in ways that they've never had before. And um, I was like, Wow. You know, because when I did keto, yeah, a lot of my cravings went away. They did. And high five to keto. But also in the same breath, I'd be lying through my teeth if I didn't admit that there were times where I would push and push and push and push. And then all of a sudden, I would get these cravings out of nowhere. And I couldn't put them to bed. You know, I couldn't put them to bed. And um, ironically, the way that I found to crush that was actually to up my protein and actually up the carbohydrate. Um, 
Obviously, nobody, like I said earlier, nobody doesn't take a genius to figure out there's a difference between sugar and, you know, Brussels sprouts, right? Um, eating a lot more, um, you know, of the right types of carbohydrate. However, here's the secret trick that I don't think anyone would ever really share with you. And I don't know if anyone has shared with you, but I'm going to share with you what worked for me right now. So I was having these crazy, crazy, crazy cravings for pizza. And for me, because of my relationship with food, basically, like I said earlier, I'm, I was always the fat kid. I was always the point of the fat joke since I was like a kid up until just a couple of years ago. And so I have an irrational, emotional attachment to food that goes in really dark places that a lot of folks just might not understand, which is why I'm saying if you can understand this, then man, all of what you're about to get out of this podcast and make, make everything for you about 100 times easier, okay? If you do happen to have, um, you know, a dark, and maybe even a rational and maybe even an emotional attachment to food. Well, hey, uh, you know, not only am I, am I loving on you, not only am I supporting you, um, I hope that this lifts you up and gives you some light in, in one way or another. Okay. And again, I'm not giving dietary advice. I'm just sharing what worked for me. Um, you know, know that all, any and all changes must come, from your doc, come, must come from your doctor's care. Okay. So I love pizza to the fact where I get these irrational visions and these memories in my head, this emotional attachment in my head where I can imagine myself biting the bread, hitting the cheese, the toppings, and then having like that, that tomato, if you will, that little bit of sauce just kind of cut through the richness, right? And you're just like, oh, it's so good, right? Anyways, when I say stuff my face with foods that I love that work well with my blood sugar, here's how I was able to cheat that. For the longest time, I would actually have like an anti-pasta salad and just throw all of my favorite pizza toppings right on top of it. That was like the easiest one ever, right? Like extra, extra, extra mozzarella if I wanted to, you know, pepperoni, sausage, whatever. And to be totally straight with you, like my, I'm one of those diabetics that have um, blood sugar spikes with pork, okay? And uh, I didn't figure that out until I did the whole zero carb thing and my, my blood panel blew up in my face. But anyway, I um, mean, nothing wrong with zero carb. You know, I'm just saying like, you know, to be honest, I, I didn't know that that existed until a zero carb... Uh, a zero carb blog called Zero Carb Zen um, actually shared with me that you know that that ha- that's actually pretty common for people. Anyway, um, so and huge shout out to them by the way, Zero Carb Zen. Um, like I said, I'm I'm all about everybody. Any way that you get a leg up in this journey, whether it's vegan, Mediterranean, Mediterranean, the latest uh, science, classics, whatever it is. Um, I'm all about putting all the information out there so we all have as many resources as possible, um, you know, and that we can use that work that work for us, right? Um, so here's the deal. I end up using, here's the trick that I used that got away from, that helped me um, kill the craving for the crust, was uh, straw mushrooms. If you put white mushrooms in there, it's like, eh. but there's these things called brandy wine or straw mushrooms. Um, that gives it like that bite, like that chewy, you know, that doughy kind of bite. Um, I had that. I threw all kinds of, you know, pepperoni in there, all kinds of freaking, you know, mozzarella in there, um, all types of, um, you know, just all the toppings. And I put a little bit of, you know, like sauce in there, some hot, you know, I, I warmed up the sauce on the pan or whatever on a salad, stuffed my face. Now, this is going to sound dark, but I'm just being really honest. Um, I ended up uh, doing this a while back, um, figuring this thing out a while back, and I call it the fire break. Okay, and here's what I mean by that. Um, whenever there's a fire, like a, like a forest fire, and it's not like getting out of control, right? One of the ways that they control it is they do this thing called a fire break. And what they do is they get a, way ahead of the fire. They find an area that's easy to control, 
and then they set, they purposely set it on fire, and then they control that fire to cre- create like a bald spot, if you will. So basically, these flames are starting to travel, right? And they travel up to the point where they hit this bald spot, this fire break, and then the fire meets fire, and then next thing you know, there is no, uh, you know, there's 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 nothing more to burn, and so the fire essentially stops. And essentially, that's how I'm killing my cravings. Okay, so I would literally have these cravings for like pizza, and I would stuff my face, literally to the point where I, this is going to sound gross, but I'm just being real, almost to the point where it made me address those super deep, dark demons, right? So in this journey with food, it's like layers of an onion, where I'm pulling back layers, 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 and somewhere in the depths of that whole thing was this thing telling me that I had to eat this food, that it won't stop craving until I have this food, right? So what I did is I ate that food. I just ate healthier versions of the food that allowed me to say, hey, look, I'm looking for that bite, right? That chewy of a crust. Awesome. That's those brandy mushrooms, right? So when I mixed that and on top of that had the, and mind you, there's a lot of different things that you can swap out. So if you might be thinking, D, mushrooms are gross. Like, no worries. I'm with you too. Like, what if you like steak? What if you like... By the time you look at the produce aisle and the meat aisle of, you know, all the endless combinations of single ingredients or multiple ingredients together, dude, it's like this times 10,000, okay? Um, So yeah, there's plenty of options out there, right? And so anyways, I was looking for that chew. I was looking for the cheese. I was looking for that, you know, that crispy... Um, the burnt cheese, if you will, uh, the the crispy of the, and the burnt of the on, on the pepperoni and all that stuff stuffed my face, totally stuffed my face <clears throat> to the point. Not only did I meet those expectations, I buried the needle on them. I stuffed my face, so I was like, and it was hard because now when my body wanted to have that kind of craving, the immediate memory was like. Oh no, like the last time I had that memory, like I, I felt sick. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I felt gross. Like I almost felt like I was going to throw up. Like I did too much. And nobody says that you have to eat this way, by the way. Nobody says that you have to go to this extreme. I'm just being real in the fact that I had some really dark demons um, when it came to food that actually set up a lot of my subconscious failures. This might be too much, but I'm just being real. Um, that set up a lot of the way that I felt about myself and what I would tell myself and all this horse crap in between. And then finally, I just, it's kind of like one of those things where you're like a kid, when you turn the lights on, you think there's a bed and, you know, monsters under your bed, you know, and, and I'd be totally honest, like that's the way I felt, you know? And so anyway, um, I just buried the needle on that and that's how it literally killed the cravings that I was having locked up during this whole COVID-19 thing, right? Because I, I cheated, I slipped, I got sick. And then, you know, normally if you go off balance, if, uh, you know, this thing that I call, you know, uh, bridging the gap or getting back on the horse makes it really, really easy or whatever. Yeah, I live and die by that because I'm just a regular guy. You know, I'm definitely not going to be beating my chest like, hey, I'm 100% perfect. And if you're not perfect, you're an idiot. Like, no, I think those people are charlatans. You know what I mean? Like, I think vast majority of those people have never even had type 2 diabetes, you know, these diet guru people. And then not only that, like, for the ones that are type two diabetic, you know, that are just so happen to be perfect like that. Like, dude, that is cool. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Any and all wins against this disease. High five. I'm just being honest in the fact that 
I am not perfect. Okay. And so I'm like, hey, look, if there's two sides of the spectrum, people that are perfect, people that are not, well, hey, let's lift up and support everybody and all the people that aren't, you know, and aren't perfect like me, let's give them as many resources as possible. Okay. And at least share as many ideas as possible. Obviously, everything goes through your doctor. So, um, yeah, it, it allowed me to get into like that dark place and literally just fight fire with fire. And I was like, well, I, you know, that's not going to happen again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to probably crave for that anymore. Knowing that the last time I did, like I felt super gross, you know? Um, so that's that. And then the other part there is that, um, number that was, that's number one. Okay. So stuffing your face with foods that you already love that work well with your blood sugar. Okay. Um, number two. Okay. So obviously this works well for me, whether I'm eating like, you know, steak or, um, you know, chicken and all this other stuff. And like, even if I want to go crazy again, my favorite, you know, anti-pasta salad, throw all of my favorite pizza toppings in there and just go ham. Right. Um, except maybe not the ham. Cause again, I'm one of those type two diabetics who, you know, spike on pork. Um, but anyways, thing number two, okay. If you are going to go sideways, which I just did this, I'm not talking down to anybody. I'm saying this stuff looking in the mirror. Okay. So, um, when it comes to this stuff, if you, if you know for sure that you are going to go sideways, that you're going to have, you know, muffins or whatever. Okay. Do what I call playing defense first. Okay. Here's what I mean by that. Okay. So my family, we love this place called the hat. Okay. Um, and they serve, you know, everything. It's one of these classic Americana burger joints, right? Fries, shakes, they have phenomenal pastrami, okay? Chili cheese pastrami fries, I know, okay? Sounds like a party on a plate, and it is, okay? The crazy thing is, like, this place, when you get a large fry, okay, it's literally an entire bag of fries. Like, I don't know who can make it through that on their own. Like, that's crazy, right? That's that's their large order. Like, good Lord, what are you trying to prove? Anyway... Here's what I get there. Okay, here's what I mean by playing defense. Okay, whenever I go to a place like that, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I wanna eat like everyone else. I wanna eat like I'm going to the county fair. I wanna eat like I'm gonna get greasy and stuff my face. Okay, so how do I, so I don't feel left out? Okay, so how do I do that? Perfect, let me share with you. Um, I will get one of their double cheeseburgers, protein style, right? And then I'll get it with pastrami on top. Now, this is one of those places, if you can tell with the French fry example, when it comes to their pastrami, okay, it's like a mountain, okay? I ordered these one time and I was having it with my dad and he's like, oh, would you get yourself, you know, a pastrami sandwich, you know, a protein style? I'm like, no, there's a double cheeseburger under all this. And he's like, what? Right? So if you can imagine this mountain, okay, this mountain, of pastrami and chili cheese greasiness, you know what I mean? Just, or I'm sorry, not chili cheese, but you know, um, um, double cheeseburger, you know, just unctuousness just all over itself. Look, by the time I lathered that thing down with mustard and pickles, dude, I'm eating like I'm at the county fair. Like I ain't missing out on nothing. All right. And then by the time I'm full, chalk to the brim, right? Like, my blood sugar ain't, ain't going to flinch. Like, my blood sugar is going nowhere, okay? Now, by the time I do that, and let's say I'm human, and I have, now I don't really eat the french fries there anymore because I'm always full off the burger as is, but let's say I had one, 
two, three, five, maybe a small handful of French fries, it's nowhere near the same if I had the French fries first and then ate that all the way, which I don't think anyone can have one of their large fries anyway, and then try to get full and then, you know, top off on the burger. It's just not going to work. You know what I mean? And so simply by flipping that thing on its head, I'm now able to easily stuff my face, okay? And yeah, absolutely play defense. And then the beautiful thing about that is that once I hit that line and I'm like 99, 95, 99.99999% full, sure, if I got to get a French fry or two in, okay, you know what I mean? Like, fine, no big deal. You know what I mean? Like super easy win. The other thing there that's cool, and to be totally honest, is that like, yeah, that's to be totally honest, that's that's another way that I was able to attack and address those dark demons. That's one of the ways that I was able to get through those dark moments was literally by going through and stuffing my face. And then, hey, let's say I did want to have like a cupcake or whatever, if I was you know, going to slip, okay, and have some, right? If I was already full, like to the point where I was just going to be like, you know what I mean? And then it had some of that anyway, right? Here's the thing. It also allowed me to address those dark demons because, you know, for the longest time, I would have these feelings and these cravings for food. Now, this might sound weird, okay, but I'm just being super straight with you. So completely transparent, okay? I'm nobody special, Okay, And what I mean by that is like these movies would play in my head when I was craving for food, meaning that, um, you know, it did everything from like, you know, remind me of my childhood. And it it um, it always had these ties to where, you know, it made me feel good and the feeling in my mouth and like the chew and the and all these weird emotions would come over and it like fired dopamine in my brain where I wanted it, you know, and this was one way where. Sure, if I was already full and that, like to the point where I was going to be sick, and then I had it, it was another way of doing the fire break, right? It was kind of like, oh, okay, great. So if I didn't eat like the whole, because dude, if we go to Costco, you know how like they sell dozens, okay? If I, if you leave me home alone with some of those muffins, dude, I can crush, I can easily crush a dozen muffins if no one's looking, if you left me home alone, Okay. So what I mean by that is, let's say, pardon me here one second, <coughs> let's say I go out and I'm eating like at the county fair and I go to the hat and I stuff my face and I'm about to pop and I'm like, oh gosh, I can't do this. And I have, let, let's say a half a muffin, clearly not going to do nowhere near as damage as eating the entire dozen by myself, right? Obviously. Okay. Now, it now would allow me to address that dark side, right? It will now allow me to get that craving off my off my chest. At the same time, those emotional, physical, psychological triggers I had in my brain were all kind of flipped on its head because I was like, yeah, I had that muffin, but man, I'm about to puke. Like, this is gross. So the next time that my body fires that thing in my, or my brain or my body or my emotions fire that craving in the head my brain automatically goes dude the last time we had one of those our head was spinning we're gonna throw up like that's gross 
You know, and obviously not saying that you have to go that far or that deep. Common sense, right? Like nobody's an idiot here, right? Um, at the end of the day, I'm just being totally transparent in the hope, hopes that, um, you know, if you can obviously see how it works on some far extreme, obviously you probably don't, nobody ever said that you have to live in some weird extreme, right? So I hope that it actually kind of serves you well. The other part of that here, and thing number three that makes, um, you know, easy A1C as easy as possible during COVID-19 is going to be um, remembering what that feels like, okay? Again, remembering what that feels like, whether we're doing, you know, secret number one, where we're literally stuffing our face with foods that we already love, that work well with our blood sugar, that still tie in, you know, a lot of the same foods, if not no, 99% of the same foods or 90% of the same foods or the vast majority of the same foods of, you know, of its goofy counterpart, right, that work well with our blood sugar. Another um, example of that was ice cream, okay? Ice cream, oh my goodness, like, I can eat ice cream like a champ, okay? Like, I can easily crush um, these uh, these um, ice cream containers over and over and over and over and over, okay? And, um... Long story short, there's obviously a lot of different low-carb versions of that out there, whatever. Literally got to the point where, hey, if I did that and then topped it off with that, you know, the ice cream and stuff like that, the cool thing is, is on these lower-carb versions, you're using quality ingredients, so it tastes like the premium quality ice cream anyway. But because I was full, it made me, and this might sound really goofy, but it kind of pulled so many layers back, but that kind of like that scared and insecure kid inside of me that was always fat since I was a kid that always tried to throw rocks one way or another that always like self-sabotage myself one way or another or thought that my relationship was food was so irrational and so emotional and so just driven in these weird dark self-sabotaging ways in so many different ways it finally gave me a place where I can make peace with that and be honest with myself and exercise a little bit of self-love and kind of pull myself out of that situation, okay? Now, um, thing number... Oh, so thing number three, again, is to remember when you get into that place, remember what it feels like. Because the next time that that emotional, psychological body reaction or whatever fires up to the brain, that other part of the brain is going to be like, dude, remember what that felt like? You know what I mean? And so, yeah, by taking the time to remember what that feels like when, you know, when you flip that thing on its head or, you know, when I would flip that thing on its head, not saying that you have to do any of this. Remember, I'm not giving dietary advice. I'm just sharing what has worked for me in the hopes that it helps you and inspires you one way or another. Okay. Um, Yeah. Just understanding like, man, like these dark holes, whatever they may be, whether it be food or even exercise or maybe just looking in the mirror, whatever it is. Right. We all have that. And sometimes by just getting to the root of it and instead of beating ourselves up, because that's what I would normally do. You know, I used to beat my chest saying, this diet, this, and this diet guru, that, and let me beat you over the head with this. And when deep inside, I really just wanted to be myself. And I was just trying to empower myself in certain ways. And I think sometimes I went a little overboard, but the faster that I was able to get honest with that stuff, the faster I was able to make peace with it. And then, you know, obviously understand how and where some people, uh, you know, other people out there might become, you know, have the same issues. Um, Because obviously at the end of the day, for type 2 diabetics, if it really was just as easy as saying, eat to your meter, 
none of us would be, there would be no such thing as long-term type 2 diabetes care, right? Because we would all eat to our meter and adjust as our body adjusts over time, right? Whether we're becoming like, you know, sugar adapted or fat adapted and all of a sudden you like plateau and you like, you know, grow out of that or, or maybe you're, you know, doing like, you know, paleo and you go like, you know, more vegetarian or whatever it is, you know, like there's no judgment here. Okay, my 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 enemy, my gripe is not with people who have the same metabolic condition that I have. My enemy is type two diabetes, you know, so any way that we can beat it together. High five. Okay, high five. Um, And I apologize there. That was actually the washing machine. Um, So if you heard that, apologize there. I'm actually recording this in my garage. Um, Yes. So I digress back to the love. So uh, secret number four. Okay, is to swap out the domino of actions. Okay, and here's what I mean by that. Huge shouts out, by the way, <clears throat> to Dr. Pharrell Silverberg. Okay, Pharrell Silverberg. I believe it's F-E-R-R-E-L-L, Silverberg. Anyway, um, here's what he states and shares, okay? Um, he, actually, no, I won't, I won't paraphrase what he's saying. If you want, go ahead and buy his book. But basically what I'm saying is that he says in his book that and he, this, it's a book on addiction, and I think it's called Taking the Leap of Faith or The First Step. Taking the... Something like that. Anyways, Pharrell Silverberg, um, look him up on Amazon. His book will pop right up. So anyways, he deals with addiction. And I literally had to get to a point where I was in my food journey to the point where I had to realize, like, man, like, I'm pretty addicted to food. You know, if I could be super, super straight with you, I'm super addicted. And so what he states is that there's always a both a conscious... And subconscious set of dominoes that lead us to that point. Okay, lead us to the trigger where we take off and do whatever addictive action it is, right? Some people it's alcohol, some people it's, you know, drugs, pornography. For me, it was food. Okay? And so it's like, hey, identify what's the domino. Right? So for example, I used to do this thing that I call blackout binging, right? So if you've ever anything like me. You know, have you, have you ever gone through like rummaging, you're hungry, you're rummaging through the kitchen to the point where you start munching on something and before you know it, like 30 minutes later, you black out and then you just wake up 30 minutes later and realize that you ate like half the kitchen. Okay. Like I've done that more times than I ever like to admit. Okay. And so here's how I was able to get around it. And you know what? Hold on one second here. I'm just going to do this. Okay. There we go. So anyway, sorry about that. Shut that thing off from you know beeping on us every five seconds. So anyways, um, what he was saying is to take off that domino. And so here's how I did it. At the time, um, this really kind of happened a lot when I was pushing my window for intermittent fasting, you know, and it was happening a lot in the very, very beginning. And so um, it kept happening and it didn't really dawn on me until one day I was talking to a client of mine and he learned from his coworker about you know, intermittent fasting, right? So check this guy out, right? So I'm like, oh, great, how'd it go? He's like, yeah, man, it was super hard on, you know, uh, making this first, you know, 16 hours and then with a six-hour waiting window. I'm like, all right, so what were you eating before? And he was like, yeah, man, I, was, I mean, I'm eating like, you know, almonds and, you know, like celery and, and I'm doing really good. But man, this guy told me about intermittent fasting and I tried it. And he was like, I don't think it's working though. And I'm like, what happened? And he goes, man, like I pushed myself 18 hours I'm like, so what'd you do? And he's like, man, I was so hungry. I forced myself to do it, but I did it. But then I went to the Chinese food place and I got two, two entree meals, like dinners. And I was like, wait, what? You got enough food to feed two people? He's like, yeah, and I ate it all. And he was like, 
ah, and I'm like, yeah, because, you know, obviously he probably overate by like two or 3,000 calories or something ridiculous, or maybe a 1,000, whatever it is, you know what I mean? He ended up eating way more than what he was eating when he was eating healthy, you know, and he ended up being all junk food, right? And so um, I was around that same time, and I'm like, oh, man. And so anyways, I was like, I was trying to push myself to, to do the same thing, was in the middle of doing so, and I looked down at the clock, and it was 10 in the morning, Okay. And I was like, hey, okay, cool. Like, how long did I, how long did I stop eating? And I was like, wait a minute here. I stopped eating dinner at eight. Eight to eight is 12. And I'm like, it's 10. That's 14. I'm like, hey, wait a minute here, dude. Like, that's 14 hours. Like, what if I started with a 14, 10, right? Like, I kind of almost did that like every day without even trying. And then instead of pushing myself to some, doing some crazy thing that made me binge, what if I just added 15 minutes? And if 15 minutes doesn't sound like a lot, which, you know, obviously really isn't, um, add another five or another 15 minutes. And then what if we just added 15 minutes onto that? And the next thing you know, my 14-hour fast became 18, 20, 24, 48. Like, no problem. You know what I mean? And I wasn't going through all the crazy struggles that everyone else was doing because I wasn't forcing myself to do it in the first place. I literally just baby-stepped my way in. Okay, and let my body um, adapt at its own pace. All right, it's a lot like when we're kids, you know what I mean? When we're kids, like now I take a hot shower, right? Take a super, super hot shower. I love hot showers. However, can you imagine what it would be like for my mom to take me in a, in a straight, scolding hot shower? Like, no, that would never happen, right? We all need room to adapt. Some people are going to adapt faster than others, and they're all varying, whether it be in our relationship with food. Um, you know, eating a particular way, cleaning up the way that we eat, which I'm going to share with you a really easy way how to do that in a second. Um, you know, even like, you know, exercise, whatever it is, everybody's a little bit taking a shower, the way that we dress, whatever it is, everybody's a little bit different, right? So anyways, um, that is an easy thing there. Okay. Swap out that domino instead of pushing myself super, super far, which I was always doing. I realized by saying, man, what's making me do that? What is the domino that's getting me to crazy stuff in my face? And that was going too aggressive too early. So I simply realized I could have made it till 12, right? Which would have actually been like, you know, 16 hours and an eight hour window. What if I just ate two hours earlier and I just ate at 10? And that way, that whole domino effect of, you know, trying to rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. Don't get me wrong. Like there are going to be times where you're going to push yourself farther than you ever thought you could. And you're going to crush and good for you. Good for you. Okay. Yes. We're all going to do that. And you have every single thing that it takes within you to do that. I sincerely believe in that because even if you don't do it full throttle right out of the gate, which a lot of times that's a really big setup for failure. Even if all you did, just like asking for 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, inch your way there, almost anybody can do that. Okay. Um, and that's just being super, super straight and trans- uh, transparent. The other part there, um, inside of swapping out those domino actions, right? So for example, that blackout binging, right? A lot of times when I would blackout binge in the kitchen, if you will, um, I would be eating like, dude, sleeves of like Ritz crackers, especially in the very, very beginning, 
right? And it, as goofy as it sounds, it literally got to the point, and I love Costco. So was, with a lot of these different, and obviously food, you can get food anywhere. But a lot of these food references you could probably imagine are coming from Costco. So um, I used to get Ritz crackers, and then they would have like, um, I used to get these blocks of cheese, and then um, I'll get like, you know, everything from like uh, the rotisserie chicken that they had there. Um, and then I also got like, you know, their uh, artichoke dip. And you know, obviously the, the artichoke dip and stuff like that, not made from the best ingredients ever or whatever. Um, you know, but hey, whatever. We're all you know, we're all honest, right? Like we're all human being, right? And there's an easy way to bridge that gap, which I'm gonna share with you in the here in a second. Okay, so what I'm saying is is I used to blackout binge and eat all this stuff. One day I literally got to the point where I was just stuffing my face, okay, because again, blackout binging, and um, I had to spread, and next thing you know, I ran out of Ritz, and so I just this is going to sound super goofball, but I'm just being tra- totally transparent. I just took the freaking chicken and I scraped a whole bunch of the freaking uh, um, artichoke dip through it in my mouth. Ma- through my mouth. Okay. Later, when I learned more about low carb or whatever, because I st- kind of just did this before I learned on low- learned about low carb, I was like, dude, I could eat this and like my blood sugar ain't gonna flinch. What if I just got rid of the Ritz crackers? Because you know, I don't know about you, but like, I don't think ever in my life. Was I, did I ever eat a cracker and be like, man, that cracker like rocked my world? Like, no, not really. It's usually all the other stuff that go around it, right? Or just the repetitive action of eating it, right? Um, if I could be real honest, which sounds really weird to some people, but I'm just being real. Um, anyway, um, yeah, by the time I ended up stuffing my face with just the chicken and the, um, you know, Parmesan, um, artichoke dip and the cheese and all that other stuff, um, not only did I get fuller faster, not only did I, was I able to easily control my blood sugar? Um, I wasn't eating diet food. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, like that that uh, that uh, Parmesan dip is probably not all that great with all the soybean oil and canola oil or whatever in that. Like, it's probably not going to be all that great for you. But you know, it's an easy way to bridge the gap, which I'm going to show you here how to really, really do um, easily here in a second. Okay. So, um, and again, if you actually want to see a lot of this stuff in action, bridging the gap. Um, me slipping, putting on 20 pounds and actually going to lose it. Um, go ahead and check out, um, Instagram. I'm actually like posting stuff, um, you know, all the time on there. Um, you know, walking and actually showing people like the actual day to day stuff, you know, what this actually looks like. Um, so that way, you know, you can either just, you know, follow along again, laugh at me and know uh, again that you are absolutely not alone in just how simple and straightforward it really is. Okay. Um, so yeah, swapping out that domino. Okay. Swapping out that domino. That one domino for me inside of that was, hey, man, like what skyrocketed my blood sugar with the whole blackout binging thing were those rich crackers. Well, man, what if I just swapped out that domino with the with the chicken? You know what I mean? Like the chicken tasted way good anyway. Like the chicken tastes better, you know, and it was healthier. It was weird, you know. Um, anyway, yeah, that's that. Um, so anyways, um, you know, f- identify those dominoes, whatever they are. Another domino that didn't even have to deal with, you know, the eating portion, if you will, was, you know, again, like the extended fast. Like what if I just ate a little bit earlier, right? And then what if I just baby stepped my way into the fast? That way I'm not forcing myself to do some weird extreme. Like, oh, okay. And I can still get all the same benefits, right? Um, you know, I'll just be able to do it at my own pace, right? And then the cool thing about that also is that, we will mature internally so much more from what I've experienced in that when you're able to do, whether it's you know a longer fast or do, just doing things in general that we once thought that we couldn't do, by baby stepping our way there, we start looking around and like, man, it's like, how many other places can we do this, right? Whether it's fasting, whether it's eating, whether it's 
you know, now a lot of my exercise now doesn't look like what it first did. And it all started with walking. I was the morbidly obese guy in the office who'd be sweating. It literally used to look like I do. I would be embarrassing at work. I have a corporate job. And so I would be in these meetings inside and I'd be sweating like crazy in an air conditioned room. Okay. We'd be having meetings in an air conditioned room. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I'd be sweating like crazy. Um, and then not only that, here's the other thing. Okay. Is number five is going to be bulk up on the number ones, meaning that those foods that work really, really well with your blood sugar, stock up on that stuff. So yeah, if you are going to slip, if you are going to, hey, Precious, I'm going to put, I'll put that in the dryer. Almost done. I promise. When you are going to slip and, you know, um, you want to snack or you just want to eat because you're stuck inside with this whole COVID-19 and everybody's stuck inside, at least you're eating some good stuff. Right. At least you're eating things that you love that can still satiate the same cravings that aren't going to make everything go so sideways. Okay. Bulk up. Okay. Thing number, secret number five on having an easy A1C during COVID 19 is to bulk up on those number, on, on secret number one, which is a bunch of food that works well with your blood sugar. Now, look, I know I promised you in the very, very beginning that I give you five secrets to an easy A1C during COVID-19, but I'm gonna give you two more as a bonus, okay? So number one, bonus number one is stack the easy wins, okay? Take the little easy wins and bake them into your daily routine. The funny part about that is like, you know, I was, I, I was having this discussion with my boy the other day and, uh, you know, he's in high school or whatever. And so now he literally gets up and, um, you know, he, he has this little routine in the morning where he, you know, he gets up, he gets dressed, he makes his bed. Um, you know, he has his lunch ready and he's literally from the time that you wake him up to the time he's out the door, it's no more than like 15 minutes for him to, you know, get ready and do all this other stuff. Cause he showers the night before and he also puts together his food the night before. And you're like, man, this, this guy's a kid. You know what I mean? And you're like, all right, you know, simply by having a routine. And we were talking because, um, you know, all of this stuff started when he was, it was super simple, right? Like brush your teeth. Here's how to brush your teeth, right? And then here's how you get dressed and here's how you tie your shoes, right? Simply by doing one thing at a time and baking that into his day, okay? He ended up having a routine the same way that you and I, when you jump in the shower, the way, the pattern that you have of washing your body and getting ready whenever you get ready, when, when you take a shower and brush your teeth and all that other stuff, same thing. You know what I mean? Take one little piece, put it in there, put it in, put it into your daily routine and stack those wins. Okay. Before you know it, you'll not only have a stack of cards, you'll have a complete deck of cards where they all work for you. Okay. Literally like so simple. So, so simple. Okay. Thing number two is going to be what I was talking about, alluded to a lot of times over and over, which is bridging the gap. Okay. And let me give you a perfect example. Okay. And this is actually my real life example when I first, uh, you know, earlier in my journey. So earlier in my journey, I ate a lot of, you know, uh, Chinese food, Mexican food, drive-through takeout burgers. Okay. And we'll start with the takeout burger. Okay. So I was eating a bunch of takeout burgers and literally started, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do some weird diet thing. And I really just wanted to like be myself. But at the same time, I needed to control my blood sugar. Obviously. Right. So my family, they're not type two diabetic. I keep going to this drive through place. So I'm like, dude, I got to figure something out. So obviously the easy win there is a protein burger, right? Okay, cool. Is it really all that hard to eat, you know, a handful of cheeseburgers? 
No, not really. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that big a deal. You know what I mean? Protein style burgers all day long, no big deal, right? Um, and if you actually want to see what my blood sugar looks like on that stuff, um, again, 21 day blood sugar challenge. Um, if you do the, uh, if I actually, if you see the, um, uh, I also also have it on a YouTube video. Um, and I also, I do it on the YouTube video where I actually lose, I show you how I lose like over like 11 pounds in three days, um, without any weird hardcore dieting or any, um, I think even any exercise. Um, and I also show it to you if you do it, um, through the, um, homepage of, um, lifeovertype2.com. Okay. Anyways, if you want to see all that stuff and even get like the, the walkthrough and the download and all that stuff, it's for free, hundred percent for free. Okay. No worries. Okay. Anyway, um, so um, back to what I was saying, the bridging the gap, I was eating all these patties, okay? And the next thing you know, I wanted, when I was at the store, I just started buying my own patties because I wanted better quality ingredients, you know what I mean? You go through like, you know, like let's be real here, you know, you go to the most drive through places, they're probably not going to buy food to feed you the same way that we would buy food for ourselves and our family, right? I mean, like, obviously. And so I started getting, you know, better ingredients, um, better cheeses, better sauces, no big deal. I mean, hey, who doesn't like having a good cheeseburger with good meat and cheese. I don't know. Anyway, started making that cheeseburgers led to, and actually all of this came from Costco, by the way, I could probably make a video if you if you want. Um, all of this stuff led from cheeseburgers. Actually, if you want to see it, it's on Instagram, um, cheeseburgers, turkey burgers, chicken burgers, salmon burgers. I mean like just all kinds of burgers, right? Cause it was an easy win, such an easy win. Okay. And then all I did inside of that was I started to play and here's a cool thing about vegetables. Okay. Um, and this is going to sound really weird. I'm just being really super transparent. Okay. Cause for the longest time I never eat, ate vegetables and I hated them. The cool thing about vegetables is that they're cheap. So you can try and play with these different, um, these different recipes online. If you don't like it, cool, whatever. It's like a dollar, two dollars, whatever. Just chuck the dang thing. Okay. Like what's, you know, a couple bucks in a couple of minutes, not a big deal. Um, so no big deal. And then next thing you know, you're going to have these different cards, these different recipes, these different meals that you love that work well with your blood sugar. And they, now you have this wide foundation, right? The funny thing is, is I did all this eating frozen patties. Okay. By the time I just had ate the rotisserie chicken by itself with the vegetables, I, and the ingredients and the recipes that I found that I already liked, I was eating whole ingredients, whole vegetables, stuff that I already loved, worked well with my blood sugar. I wasn't doing some weird diet thing. And I had the freedom when I realized that so many of these different proteins, so many of these different ingredients, these vegetables, all so many of these different foods were across the gamut of paleo, keto, Mediterranean, um, so many of these different diets. If you buy, um, huge shout out to Dr. Bernstein, if you buy his, um, you know, um, his diabetes book, right? And in there, he has like a list of foods, right? If you buy uh, Dr. Mark Hyman's blood sugar solution, right? List of foods, uh, Dr. Diadamo or, um, yeah, Dr. Diadamo's um, um, blood type diet, right? And you look at his foods, and you whip out a highlighter and realize like dang near all these foods are almost the exact same. And then you look at anything from American food, Mexican food, 
Thai food, Japanese food, and you're like Korean barbecue, right? Um, huge part of the reason why I do that, I did that video where I go to Korean barbecue, stuff my face. Totally normal blood sugars. Okay, I'm not anyone cool. I just was like, hey, I um, I actually to be totally honest with you, I'm gonna tell you right now where a lot of this actually dawned on me, and feel free to do this experiment. Okay, if you're in a Facebook group, join as many diabetic Facebook groups as you can. Okay. Um, and there's two ways of doing this. So first I'll give you the free Facebook one. Go on a Facebook or even YouTube and all this other stuff and start taking screenshots. Somebody starts showing off their blood sugar numbers or whatever. Ignore the noise that they're making with their face, like any words. If they're saying that they're doing with their food, just look at the food. Take a snapshot of the food. Okay. God bless their hearts. This might sound weird, but for now, ignore the words. Just look at the food. If they're saying diet and diet is food, look at the food. Take a snapshot. I went from I went all kinds of different. Um, go to every single Facebook group that you can find for diabetics, type two specially, and take a picture of the food. Picture, picture, snapshot. Oh, you're doing keto? Snapshot. Oh, you're doing paleo? Snapshot. Mediterranean? Snapshot. Vegan? Snapshot. You know what I mean? Like freaking, uh, I don't know, the green eggs, eggs and ham? You no know, diet? Snapshot. Whatever it is, take a picture over and over and over and over and over. I took so many that I started to lose track of where. These pictures came from, okay? If you have a really good memory, take 100. If you have a better memory than that, take 200. Um, if you have a better memory than that, take like 500, okay? And ignore the words and just start looking at the food. And next thing you know, you can't help but like, regardless of whatever diet claims people are making, 80 to 95% of the ingredients, the food on the plate is the exact same. And you're like, oh, Really? You know what I mean? Like, oh, somebody's eating the, you know, some crazy food meal from Ethiopia. Oh, same food. You know what I mean? Like, oh, somebody's doing the, they went to the East Indies and whatever. Oh, same food. You know what I mean? Like, duh. Right? Um, the beautiful thing about that is by the time you actually go to a grocery store and you look for these foods, you know, the vast majority of them are just on the outsides, right? It's like the, you know, the, the, uh, you got the produce. And you've got basically the meat department. Sure, you might go up and down the aisles for like, you know, salt or pepper or whatever. But we all know at the end of the day, most of these things that come in a can with chemicals and stuff like that, we probably want to eat anyway. Right? Super simple. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, and then obviously that was my wife earlier, um, you know, um, telling me about the uh, thing. And I, I'm getting the sign from her right now to wrap this up. So I am because happy wife, happy life. So anyways, Absolutely love you. Thank you. I can't help but notice that, you know, when I stopped recording and I went back to record, um, that my numbers actually shot up. Um, you know, people from, I think, um, uh, Poland, um, like just all over all these different parts of the world that I never experienced, I never thought would ever like want to hear any of this stuff or listening. So thank you. My heart is absolutely with you and you got this. So that, my beloved friends, five secrets to an easy A1C during COVID-19 during during COVID-19 and two bonus ones. Anyways, I love you. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe, share this with someone. Look again, I am not a doctor. I'm a regular dude. I'm not a diet guru. I'm what makes me different from all those folks wrapped together is that I'm actually living with and I deal and struggle with on the front lines. What a lot of these people only talk about study and deal with, you know, through other patients or whatever. 
I'm the guy on the front line. I'm just a regular dude. And I'm doing this in the hopes to help save as many lives and help save as many families that deal and struggle with the same thing that I got. I got. Anyways, I love you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, until next time. Later.